Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode number 184 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur, here to help you figure out any and all of those things if you want. (laughs) I'm so happy to be sitting with you guys right now. And I know it probably sounds a little silly when I say that, but you know, so much prep goes into doing a podcast episode. And it's like, by the time I'm sitting down in front of my microphone, it really feels probably a little more personal to me (laughs) than maybe it does to you. Because like, I think about our people in the Facebook group, because, you know, we're pretty close and we interact and engage and we talk all the time. And even like right now, you know, last week, we just did the huge webinar, uh, Get Sober Support and Stop the Yo-Yo Sobriety. That big webinar was last week. So I got to actually be on Zoom with you guys, speaking directly to you, answering your questions. And that's kind of how it is in the Facebook group all the time. Like we really have our family, you know, our little recovery warrior family. So when I sit down at the microphone to start recording a podcast, like that's the sense that I have. I feel like I'm talking directly to my little recovery family (laughs) and and it feels probably more connected than you would think for just sitting in my office at home by myself with my microphone and my dog. See, that sounded really sad, (laughs) but it's not. It's awesome. And I'm happy to be here. And thank you for spending this time with me and listening to the pod. A couple of things I want to talk about today. Um, first of all, we're going to dig into, I found this fantastic article, I think on medium.com maybe, and I will look that up. And of course, I will credit the author in the show notes, but it's called 10 Micro Habits to Improve Your Life in the Next 10 Days. You know, I am huge on micro habits, micro decisions, those little bitty tiny things you choose to do or choose not to do in your daily life because we make a million of those little choices every single day. So this title really stood out to me and I want to dig into this. And then as I was going through it and planning for this episode, Something really came up for me that's been coming up a lot. And again, I think I just talked about this in a recent episode when I was talking about some other of my drama I'm going through. Um, I know that when I'm experiencing something, like if I'm feeling it, I know other people are feeling it. And something that's really been coming up a lot for me recently is envy. And you know, whenever I recognize something like that happening inside of me, I really want to figure it out and handle it as quickly as possible because those little things can turn into very big things. And that's a position I don't want to be in, right? Like, I don't want to be feeling this little bit of 
discomfort or something and try to ignore it and stuff it and not talk about it and try to act like it's not happening. Because when we do that, that's how we end up angry and bitter and with resentments. You know, so I just have had a few situations over the last several weeks where I've really felt this like, you know, seeing what other people are doing and even friends of mine, right? Like accomplishing great things. And I definitely have excitement for them, of course, because I want everybody to succeed at whatever they want to do and be well and feel good about themselves. And I have all the happy thoughts too. And then I just have this nagging thing inside of me that is like, well, you want to do that too. Like, why haven't you done that? Why haven't you gotten that far? Why hasn't that happened for you? And the truth is when I really dig, it's because I haven't taken any action, right? And part of it, some of the things that have been coming up for me too are coronavirus related, right? Just like I talked about, um, I think a couple of episodes ago, my my COVID life breakdown, you know, where like I'm trying to see beyond COVID and what does the next chapter of my life look like in, in business and in my personal life? Like, what does that look like? What am I going to be doing? You know, it, what does my career look like? I've always traveled a lot and I've done a lot of public speaking. And is that going to pick back up or is it going to go away? Am I going to be traveling? I mean, I just don't know. Everything feels just very weird and uncertain. And maybe that plays into some of this envy piece too, where there are definitely certain things I thought I would be doing now, like especially with you guys. I thought we would have had an in-person event of some sort by now. I wanted to do that fall of last year, and obviously it was coronavirus, and then I was going to try to do something small this year, and it's the Delta variant. And as you know, in my city, went back into a mask mandate, and then I'm really glad we didn't do it because apparently the airlines are falling apart, you know? It's just all of this stuff, but that's something for sure. I thought we would be there. And I say we, and I mean you and me, right? I thought we would be there. I thought we would be somewhere together by now because I'm dying to meet um, so many of you. Again, especially those of you that I work with as your coach or that do the six-week program with me or, you know, our Facebook family because we are pretty close and you see the pictures and the same names and we engage with one another and have these incredible conversations. And I want to be sitting in the same room with you guys. I want to meet you. I want to be giving hugs and (laughs) saying hello and having a meal together, breaking bread. You know, I want to be doing all those things. And so I've just had this feeling that keeps nagging me and I see other people have this planned and they're doing this event and that thing and this person's writing a book now and this person's speaking at this thing. And I have really felt this weird thing inside of me. And my girlfriend said it perfectly the other night, I was talking to her about it and she was like, envy, it's envy. And I started thinking about it and I was like, wow, it is envy. That's exactly what it is. I'm just feeling this like, I want to be doing that too. I want that to be happening in my life too. And as I started to dig deeper into it, I realized I'm having this a lot in 
all of these different areas and some significant and some not. I even have some envy about some social media stuff, you know, like where I see other people in, I know you guys can relate to this in, in other ways, of course, but I know you can relate to this feeling. But I see other people like where their social media game is so on point. And you know, when you're a podcast, especially and a business person, like social media is so important and it's so freaking exhausting. It's like every platform is its own full-time job and it's just a lot. And I've gotten really burnt out and I've really dropped the ball on social because it's just exhausting. But I've even had that envy, you guys, when I'm looking at other people like, oh man, <laughs> like I wish I, st- I wish my Instagram game was still on point because my Instagram has fallen apart. I'm just tired. You know, you can only do so many things. And So anyway, I just wanted to talk about that because it's such a common thing to feel and I don't want to feel bad about having, like I don't feel bad that I have a feeling, right? Like it just is what it is. But I definitely have spent some time really dissecting it and and digging into envy, like what's that all about and what does that really come down to for me and how can I make that better? And of course, I turn to gratitude and remember, like I am, I am so happy for everybody doing their thing and making their magic happen. And I so want that for everyone. I want us all to be happy and thriving and feeling good. And I think what I have come to realize is for me, I've been slacking in a lot of ways. And maybe I have a little more sadness related to coronavirus and the isolation of that. Maybe that's what it is. That's something to dig in a little bit more and see if that's more prominent than I thought. But I just haven't been taking action at a level that I'm probably used to. So, and there comes envy, right? Because then I'm not accomplishing the things I want to accomplish or gaining the ground I want to gain. So that's what I'm digging into. And what I've started doing, because you know I love to be in the solution, I don't want to be stuck in the problem. Problems are really boring. Everybody has them. Most of us struggle with the same issues, right? Problems, there's nothing fascinating about them. So I don't want to ruminate and like feel sorry for myself and get weird with my problems or my struggles. I want to get in the solution. I want to get into solving the problem so I have some light at the end of the tunnel so I can feel better, just like I tell you to do with your recovery. Don't ruminate in the anxiety. Don't ruminate in the fear of the future and unknown, but get in the solution. What can I do right now to feel better right now? How can I change my perspective, shift my mindset, get excited? So one of the things I've been doing is meditation. I've been doing short meditations uh, on clarity, mental clarity, because I think that's really what I'm lacking is I feel like I'm kind of spinning in circles and there's so many things I I feel behind, right? Again, because there are things I wanted to do in 2020 and didn't get to, and then in 2021 and didn't get to. So I feel like I'm behind. And I know we talk about that a lot 
in sobriety also. When we finally get sober, it's like we want to make up for lost time. Like I spent all these years being a shithead. I was so, (laughs) and I mean that in the most loving way toward myself, but I was a shithead. And I spent all these years kind of wasted time, not really doing anything. And you want to make up for lost time. You want to start diving headfirst into everything and making up for all that lost time. And it really doesn't work that way, right? It is a much more slow process and you have to kind of tackle one thing at a time and get good at it and get comfortable in recovery for sure. Tackle not drinking. You got to get comfortable just with the not drinking part before you start trying to tackle every other area of your life. And for me right now, it's tackling that clarity. I can't make up for the last two years and all the things that didn't come to fruition, right? I can't do all of that today. So I need to get some clarity and figure out in what order I'm going to start doing things and where do I want to start today and what does that look like? And one of the things I want to talk about with meditation, and we're going to get into these 10 micro habits, but all of this ties together too. One of the things I always want to be so clear on with meditation is I feel like people don't do meditation because we create this picture in our heads of what we think meditation looks like. And it feels boring (laughs) and it feels almost unattainable in some ways, right? It feels a little weird, a little woo-woo. You don't really know how to do it. You don't know what's going to happen. It feels odd. And I just want to break some of that stuff down. First of all, every person on the planet says the same thing. Well, my mind just races. My thoughts are all over the place and I can't get my thoughts focused. And you guys, this is, I feel like a misconception with meditation. The whole deal with meditation is to not control. Stop trying to control your thoughts. Don't try to force your thoughts to do something or don't do something. It is normal. Certainly, if you are just starting some sort of meditation practice, of course your thoughts are going to be all over the place. And that's okay. (laughs) Don't try to control them. Meditation is all about letting things happen naturally and figuring it out, not controlling. So as your thoughts are racing and things pop into your head and you get a little off track, that's okay recognize it and go, okay, that's not what we're focused on right now. Okay, let's refocus on our breath. That's always what you're going to refocus on is your breathing. And that's part of the calming of meditation. It's science. So the other thing I want to say is you don't have to sit down in a dark room. You don't have to close your eyes if you don't want to. And meditation doesn't have to be 30, 40 minutes or an hour. You guys, I do 10-minute meditations, and I love them. 10 minutes. I go on YouTube. I go, this morning, I did 10-minute clarity meditation. Millions of them come up. So don't make it into this thing that it doesn't need to be. You can do a two-minute meditation. Just start there. That's all. So don't blow it out of proportion. And this is on the list, by the way, on our (laughs) 10 micro habits. So I'm sure I will have a little more of a rant when we get there. Okay, here we go. Let's do these. Let's jump into these 10 micro habits to improve your life in the next 10 days. And 
I love this, you guys, because I need things to be small. Like I was just talking about meditation, 10 minutes. I need 10 minutes. I need two minutes some days. When my attitude is bad and I need some motivation, I do the same thing. I will go through, I will go for a four or five minute video. Like give me something. I need to pick me up right now. And I'm impatient. So <laughs> of course, like everybody else, I want it right now, especially if I'm down. But let's talk about these. The first one, I think is fantastic. Number one is learn to say no more. Get a grasp on your time. We only have so many hours in a day and most of us are pulled a thousand different directions every single day. You have to get a grasp on your time. You have to have time that is just yours. You have to know how much wiggle room you have. And for me, a lot of times that's phone calls, right? I get a million phone calls and text messages. And I have to, like if I'm getting ready for something, if I have like uh, today is podcast day, Wednesdays are podcast days. So every Wednesday... I record podcasts. I do outreach to guests for podcasts, inviting people on or setting up, um, setting up those interviews, or I'm prepping for episodes. I'm researching. I'm whatever. It's podcast day, and I do videos. Right? I do videos on Wednesdays. So Wednesdays, I don't have a lot of time. I have a lot to get done on Wednesdays, and. I can't be pulled a thousand directions with 50 phone calls and 50 text messages every hour. I can't do it. I have to understand when I have windows of time for those things. And I have to also be very clear on when my phone is not in my hand and quite possibly not even in the room with me because I don't have time to mess with the phone right then, (laughs) you know, I have to be focused. If I want to get things done, I have to be very focused in my time. So get a grasp on your time. If somebody calls me and invites me to do something, or if one of the guys at my sober houses needs me to do something, I can't always do it in that moment. I have to understand when I have windows of time that I can give out. And I do keep pieces of time open for emergency sessions with my clients, because especially people that do the six-week program with me, if you're struggling one day, you text me and go, hey, I need to connect today. Do you have time? And I will absolutely make time in my day for those kind of emergency or crisis situations. Not even that it's always an emergency or a crisis, but it's just that like something's happening. I need to talk right now. So I do keep windows of time available But I have to be clear on when I have those windows of time and when I don't. I have to be clear on when I'm too tired to go to dinner with my friends or go catch a movie with my mom. I have to be clear on when I'm too tired or when I can go, yeah, actually, that sounds great. I'd love to do that. My time is my responsibility. Your time is your responsibility. Now, what we have a tendency to do 
is we say yes to everything, we spread ourselves way too thin, and then we get mad at all the people around us because we're tired and spread too thin. Then we're cranky and grouchy and irritable and short-tempered and snapping at each other, right? Which is ridiculous because we're the ones that spread ourselves too thin. Your time is your responsibility. So really think about your time. Each day even, you know, I tell you guys, I do a little check-in with myself in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth and I think through my day and I'll think through, okay, where do I have a couple of windows that I can check messages, text messages, check emails, whatever. I got to build in that time for myself because those things are important, but I can't just be at the beck and call of my inbox all day because it will consume my life. So get a hold of your time, get a grasp on your time and know what that looks like. Know when you have time, know when you don't and get comfortable saying, oh my gosh, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm not going to be able to make it today. Or, oh, I wish I could help you. I would love to help you. There's just no way I'm going to be able to make that happen right now. But I'd love to do it next week. Or please think of me next time. I want to do it with a little more notice. Get comfortable declining (laughs) giving out your time so freely. Number two, journal every day. You guys, I love this, even if you only do a couple of sentences. And most people say, I don't know what to write. Well, I'll tell you, most of my journal entries start with whatever just happened to Henry and I on our morning walk, (laughs) because that is one of the first things I do in the morning is get Henry outside. We go for a walk, we come in, he gets breakfast, I get coffee, and then we sit down to start our day. So the majority of my journal entries start with Henry and I just went for a walk or (laughs) Henry and I were walking this morning and we saw this or Henry and I were just out and the weather was so amazing. Like it doesn't matter what you say. I had a journal entry a while back. This is so funny because I was talking to one of my clients in the six-week program. We were on her individual session And she said the same thing. She's like, I don't even know what to write. And I literally picked up my journal. I was like, let me tell you how I started my last journal entry. And I opened it up. (laughs) And the last journal entry literally started. My first sentence was, today was a shit show. (laughs) That's how I started my journal entry. It's not about what you say. It's about giving yourself the opportunity to kind of go over your day. Do it in the morning. Do it in the evening. Do it whenever you want. Nine times out of 10, I journal in the morning, but sometimes I journal in the evening. And I go through phases also because I want to point this out because I don't want you to beat yourself up if you're not doing it quote unquote perfectly. There is no perfect, you guys. Get over that thought. There is no perfect. There's no right or wrong way to freaking journal. Okay? You don't put all kinds of undue pressure on yourself. It's just journaling. It is important for a couple of reasons. There's a whole therapeutic component to writing. So it is very important. My sponsor got me in the habit of writing things out very early on in my sobriety. And it's one of the greatest gifts he ever gave me, honestly, because you can self-soothe. It is a way to bring your own anxiety down and process through whatever you're going through is by sitting down and just writing it out. 
You don't edit your thoughts when you're talking to yourself, right? And you're talking to your journal, where when you talk to people, we're constantly editing. How do I want to say this? Let me make sure I say this right. I don't want to sound too harsh. I don't want to sound this. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We're constantly editing. But when you're writing to your journal and you're talking to yourself, there's no editing. You're 100% honest and you're just getting it out. And that that writing process allows you to process through your issues, right? And your struggles, and it can get you through to the other side of it. Writing is hugely important. But when I say I journal in the morning or I journal in the evening, you guys, I don't journal every single day of my life forever. Like I go through phases. I will go through phases where I journal every single day. Like I'm just really into it. And then I go through phases that I won't journal for a couple of months. Like I get into something else. I'll be doing meditation in the morning instead of journaling. Like there is no perfect. There's no right or wrong. Don't put a bunch of pressure on yourself. This is just a tool that you want to have in your toolbox. And you want to do it enough where when you get all wound up about something and your anxiety shoots through the roof and you don't know what to do and you don't have anybody to talk to, you go, oh my gosh, let me journal this because it allows you to self-soothe. You don't need another human being. Some people don't want another human being. Sometimes it's 2 a.m. and there's not another human being. (laughs) So having those tools that you can utilize for yourself to create calm for yourself is huge, but don't put a bunch of rules and expectations on it. Journal, write whatever the heck you want, write whatever irritated you that day, write what you're grateful for that day, write about the weather. I don't care. Just journal. Number three, sit in silence. And this is that sort of meditation piece. You guys have heard me talk before too about I'm more of a visualizer than a meditator. I do love both. I think they are incredibly important because it's important that we check in with ourselves. It's also important to know how to get to a place of calm. Again, self-soothing. We all have to have the ability to self-soothe. We cannot be reliant on other people to make us feel better right? It's fantastic if you've got somebody you can call to make you feel better. But the truth is, I have to be able to do that for myself also. I have to be able to find a safe place with me. And I have to be able to trust me to get there and to be okay, because there won't always be another person. Like I said, it might be 2 a.m. and there's not another person. So this says sit in silence. A meditation, I love too that the author points out, it says a normal human has around 6,200 thoughts each day, which means 258 thoughts per hour. That's a lot, you guys. That's a lot. (laughs) And again, don't worry about trying to control your thoughts. The whole point is to not be controlling. So when you start this practice, you sit down, get quiet, you focus on your breath, find a guided meditation on YouTube, right? And they'll just talk you through it. You don't have to do anything but sit down and shut up. That's it. You know, my favorite mantra on the planet is never miss a good opportunity to just be quiet. And I got to practice that. (laughs) But 
But it's just sit down, get quiet, get centered. Don't try to control your thoughts. If they come in, you go, oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Well, let's get refocused on our breath. This is where I want to be right now. I really want to be in my meditation, focused on my breath. I want to be calm. Listen to the voice that's guiding you on the guided meditation. And that's it. And like I said, start for two minutes. I give you guys all these little modifications too, because I don't want you to talk yourself out of it. These things, so many of the tools that we talk about are such simple, everyday, available things, but that's also why you won't do them. Because sometimes we think that we need the big, dramatic, profound thing that's going to be life-changing. And most stuff just doesn't work that way. It's a bunch of little tiny stuff that you do all the time, and that's what brings profound life change. But we'll discount these things and go, oh, I don't need to meditate. Oh, I don't need to journal. Oh, that doesn't pertain to me. When you'd feel a thousand times better if you just did some of the stuff and stop making excuses for not doing it and stop talking yourself out of it because it sounds too simple and stop overcomplicating it specifically to talk yourself out of it. Just try. That's all I'm saying. Number four, don't react, respond. Ooh, this is good. This is good. Because we can definitely be some overreactors. I like to say I'm collecting information. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to respond quite yet because I'm still collecting information. I am not going to react. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to get curious. I'm going to be like, okay, wait, what do you mean by that? What does that mean to you? Am I understanding you right? Is this what you're trying to say? Right. I'm going to get clarification and collect information. Then I can choose how to respond appropriately. Instead of just freaking out and assuming I know what the person's talking about or assuming I know what their intention is, and then I freak out on them based on all my own personal baggage, right? We've got to stop reacting. We want to respond, collect information, get clear on what's happening, what the person's actually saying, be kind and respond. Number five, take action fast. I love this because uh, Mel Robbins is one of my favorite people, and uh, I actually have Mel Robbins. I have this exact thing. If you guys, any of you that have done my Mindset Makeover series, it's a free five-day email series. It's just for motivation, inspiration, and Mel Robbins has the five-second rule, and this author in this article talks about that. Take action fast. In her best-selling book, The Five-Second Rule, Mel Robbins talks about taking action for things that require less than five minutes. And what she does, it's a countdown, right? So if I struggle to do something, I have to do it. You're, you have five seconds before your brain starts to talk you out of it. Five seconds before your brain starts to talk you out of it. So if I have something to do that I know is challenging for me that I don't really want to do, I have to do it in that five seconds. When the thought hits my head, I have to go do it. Like the dishwasher. You guys know I hate the dishwasher. So (laughs) for me, when I know I have to do the dishwasher, as soon as the thought hits me, the countdown starts. Five, four, three, two, 
one, I better be at the dishwasher doing that dang thing within five seconds because then my brain's going to start talking me out of it. That's the five second rule. So take action, get up, do it. Need to reply to an email, do it. Have an amazing idea, write it down. Five second rule, take action fast. Number six, read a lot. This has changed a little bit too, because now we have so much audio and video, but I like listening to things because it can go with me, right? Podcasts, prime example of that. You can put in your earbuds and the podcast can go with you wherever you go or an audiobook, same way. I can be listening to an audiobook while I'm cleaning off my desk or cleaning my house or something. And then I have to go get in the car. The audiobook can go right with me. I don't have to stop. So this has gotten really, really good. And this will absolutely change your life. Even if you just read or listen for 15 or 20 minutes, it will help you grow in every area of your life. And if you, like I said, if you don't want to sit down and actually read a book, listen to one, listen to podcasts, go on YouTube and listen to TED Talks. They're freaking amazing. You can do that. Number seven, observe your patterns. And the author says, instead of blaming yourself for procrastination or unhealthy behavior, notice what prompted you to do so in the first place. Observe and learn the patterns of your life. From waking up till you lay down to bed at night, notice what prompted you to get angry, what made you happy, what irritated you throughout your day. Once you understand yourself, there's a good chance you'll be able to do something to improve it huge. You guys, this is exactly what we talk about on every single video podcast, (laughs) everything I do is really knowing yourself and understanding who you are and why you're reacting. Just like I talked about at the beginning of this, about noticing this feeling that kept coming up and realizing my friend pointing out it's envy. Well, now I understand it. Now I can dig into it and I can see what that's about and I can start to make it better, right? Because I don't want to feel bad. And I certainly don't want to be envious because that won't turn into anything good. But observe your patterns, see what's going on so you can get in the solution, out of the problem, into the solution. Number eight. Oh, I love this too. Stop complaining and start doing. Oh boy. I don't need to tell you guys. We all know this about ourselves. It is part of the human condition. We like to complain. We love to obsess about all the things we don't have, all the things that aren't going our way, all the ways that we don't have the upper hand. We love to get into all that stuff, how hard it all is. And you know what I say to this, life is hard. Life is a series of challenges. It's just how it is. So we got to get cool with that because it's not going to stop anytime soon. As soon as you get your feet on the ground from one issue, right down the road, there's going to be another one because it's just the nature of life. So we got to get cool with that. And we have to understand that it's not going to stop. Complaining and wallowing in that discomfort is definitely not going to make it stop. It's not going to make it better. It's not going to fix anything. So we have to stop talking, start doing. Anything that you want to learn, anything that you want to tweak in your life, you can learn sitting right at home with the internet. 
I can't tell you how many things I have taught myself with Google and YouTube, especially like in the beginning of my business when I was completely freaking broke and a few times throughout the course of my career when I've been completely freaking broke, you know, things that I didn't have the money to pay people to do. Even to this day, you guys, all this stuff that I talk about running a digital business, all the things like... I don't have 20 grand a month to be paying people to do all this stuff. You know, like I still have to do a lot myself because that's the stage of my business I'm in. My business, both of my big companies are new. So it's just part of the growth game. But you can't sit and be upset about all the disadvantages, right? I got to figure out like, what can I fix? What can I do? What can I do for myself? I'm not reliant on other people to do it for me or to teach me always. When you get to that space and you have some money to spend for someone to teach you, that's beautiful. That's a true game changer. But if you're sitting in your life and you're just figuring out how to start making changes, everything is at your fingertips. There literally is nothing you can't do. Start doing. Number nine, drink lots of water. Of course, we have to drink lots of water. Drink as much as you can because water helps everything. And I love the author even says that too. Apart from keeping you hydrated, water helps digestion. It stabilizes the heartbeat flushing bacteria from your bladder, protects your organs and tissues, and a million other benefits. Just water, you guys. If there's one loving act you can take for yourself today, drink water. Self-care, drink water. That's all. Your body functions on water. (laughs) Like, Drink it. Love it. Enjoy it. That's not so easy, by the way. It took me a long time to get to where I actually could just enjoy water. All right, number 10, last one. Begin each day with what can I change today to make my life better? Get out of the habit of how do I get through this day and start your day with how do I improve my day today? Do whatever improves your life and gets you closer to your goal in life. What can I change today to make my life better? That is beautiful. If you just start your morning with that, what can I do today to make my life better? And then, you know, I would have to add because I'm such a service person, I would have to add what can I do today to make someone else's day better? (laughs) Also, because I always, always, always want to make sure I'm making other people smile throughout my day is super important to me. Okay. What do you think? The 10 micro habits. Let's recap really quickly. One, learn to say no more. Get a grasp of your hours and when you have time and when you don't. Two, journal. Three, sit in silence. Four, don't react, respond. Ask questions, get clarification, gather information, and then respond instead of freaking out and reacting. Number five, take action fast. You've got five seconds, five seconds before your brain starts to talk you out of it. You got something to do, start that five second countdown and do it. Six, read a lot or listen as we say now. (laughs) Seven, observe your patterns. 
Eight, stop complaining and start doing. Nine, drink lots of water. And 10, begin each day with what can I change today to make my life better? Okay, I'd love to hear from you guys, especially our Facebook family. If you're not in our Facebook group, get your happy buns over there. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Addiction Unlimited. Get over there and join in the conversation. It's so amazing in there. Such a good place to get support too. But I would love to hear which of these things really stand out to you guys and which ones are you going to start taking action on right now. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.